one win over England last weekend, but Wales go again at Twickenham this weekend. In this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. A job well done in Cardiff, but that just makes it tougher in London. The Wales coach Warren Gatlin's hoping for a similar performance with a much-changed team. We'll look back at last weekend's victory with 100 cap man Lee Halfpenny and first cap props Corey Domachowski and Kieran Azarati. Plus, hear from Players of the Year Jack Morgan and Cecilia Tupolotto. We will start with the team Warren Gatlin's picked to face England this week. I went with Dowie Lake as captain, following on from Jack Morgan last weekend. Yeah, both boys have done in the and kept in the under 20s. Uh, they're highly respected, not just by us, but by the regions as well and stuff. And you know, potentially future captains of Wales, not just in the short term, but you know, the long term. So it's not about putting things together, obviously for the World Cup, but starting to a little bit of the process about the next cycle and getting on that next cycle with a group of players is probably um, we know there's a number of players who won't be available for us for the Six Nations, whether they make the World Cup squad or not. And you know, there will be changes going forward too. Is it an indication that we can expect a new generation of captain for the World Cup though? Probably. In terms of the teams, obviously an awful lot of changes. What are you expecting from this side against England away? A group of players who are desperate to perform. Good situation to be in. You know, England have picked their squad, so they'll want to go out there and, and perform. But you know, sometimes it's almost the relief of being selected in a squad and you know, they might be happy I'm on the plane. And, and whether you're quite there emotionally, it's kind of a little bit... You know, that's a challenge for them to get up. Uh, I know we've got a group of players that are in the right headspace because um, that team went out last week and, yeah, we weren't perfect, but I thought they showed some great signs of what we're looking for as a group and you know, particularly the second half. And I thought um, we saw a group of players playing for each other. For me, personally, it's a, it's a good position to be in knowing there's a team going out on Saturday against England who want to perform but know they have to perform as well. Lots of interesting competition with Joe Roberts in the centre. Obviously a new cap. What makes you start him? I've been impressed with him for a while in terms of his footwork and carrying and stuff. You know, he's, he's, he's big through the thighs. He's got a big ass as well, so <laughs> that's always a, a positive for a midfielder. He's left-footed, and we haven't got any other left-footers as well, so that gives us a little bit of a point of difference in terms of your kicking strategy and your exit plays and how you might want to manipulate teams so, so I'm interested to see how he how he goes there look he's had a bit of a knee hasn't taken a full part in trainings and stuff he's back fit now and so interested to see how he goes you know with Nick we, t- we spoke about Kieran potentially but it would have been a pretty young midfield combination so Nick brings a little bit of experience and and hopefully Kieran gets a, a good run there in the second half in terms of the injuries, those players who haven't been through the full summer are not featured yet. Are they OK for the World Cup? Tolupe won't play, be available next week. He trained pretty well today. He's not feeling anything in his calf and that, so we're pretty confident that he's available for selection. I think Johnny's, you know, potentially uh, is fit for next week and Alex Cuthbert uh, should be fit for selection next week. Uh, Gareth Hanscom's not fit for selection. So I rule him out of the World Cup? Or no, no, he doesn't. So he's, he, he took a bit of a knock on his um, thumb in Turkey, so it's just precautionary at this stage. So he should be he should be right after that. The likes of Plumtree in the back row coming in, Dan Lydia to still getting a, a big chance. What are you expecting in the back row? You've been mixing and matching a bit. Yeah, just looking at you know different combinations. Uh, we, we know that we've got some real competition at seven, so there's a chance for, for Tommy and then with Tame Basham on the bench and then 
Tame Plum Tree is um, you know was an option. We thought Aaron Wainwright was really good last week, and if uh, Tulupe you know doesn't pull through for whatever reason or breaks down in the next few weeks, then we've got some you know a couple of players that have we've had a look at, at the in the back row. And so with uh, Dan coming in at six, we've moved um, Christers and to have a look at him in the, in the second row. We were pleased with our second rows last week. So there's a chance for um, you know Adam Beard and, and Reese Davis to make an impression. I thought Ben Carter was good when he came off the bench, and and we'll see if you know Chris is an option for us either as a second row or, or that sort of hybrid sort of back row second row cover. What are your expectations at Twickenham? Is it about learning more about your squad selection, or is it about winning the game? We just want to go out and give a good performance. That's uh, yeah. We, you know we didn't talk about winning last week. Just, we talked about performance and. If I go back to 2019, I don't know the mindset that they would be in. We, you know, we lost the first game up there, a pretty close game. We came down and the game at home here was about winning and um, digging deep and, and, and just getting that W on the board. So, like I said, we haven't spoken about winning. We've just spoken about the processes and, and guys working hard for each other and playing hard for each other. And, and our whole mindset is it's become a really tough team to beat. And if we become a tough team to beat and players are doing those things, the basis, the fundamentals, working hard for each other, then the result takes care of itself, as we saw last week. And we saw a team of guys who are working really hard and playing for each other. And so that's definitely the same mindset this week. And there's a lot at stake and, and players are well aware of that. We're not highlighting that, not trying to put extra pressure on them, just go out there and perform. They're well aware of the situation. And so as a result, mix the teams up and we're still not... You know, very uncertain. You know, particularly, you know, who's going to be maybe the what the combination is going to be. Whether the, who's going to be the second or the third player in that position, or who's going to be what's a combination of a midfield and the makeup of a back three. So, you know, it's definitely opportunities for players to go out there and perform, put their hands up. So let's hear from the new man in charge, Dowie Lake. How did he find out the news? I was on the physio bed, and he just came over and asked if I'd like to captain the team, and it was a bit. Awkward for me probably because you obviously stand at first, and I just said I'd, I'd love to do it. Obviously, I don't think anyone would would turn the opportunity down. But yeah, there was a, a bit of silence there where I think I just said the one word because I was I was so shocked. But yeah, obviously it was a it's an honour for me to be able to do it. I'm privileged that he they asked me to lead the boys out this weekend. When it was Jack last week, did you have an inkling that maybe you might get the chance? No, no. Look, Jack as captain previously around the 20s as well and he's a great boy and I think we can all agree he captained the side valiantly last weekend so no it was never a, that kind of indication I think Jack's been a name for captain that's popped up plenty of times uh, in and around conversations so no nothing nothing like that as has yours and of course you got the same 20s background how much you draw on that experience going back then yeah look I obviously think it's a bit different then you're surrounded with players same age as you maybe all making under-20s debuts, whereas, you know, this weekend we got Jad's making a 50th, we've got a couple of boys with debuts, Biggs is on the bench with over 100 caps, you know, it was a bit of a different environment around it, you know, but I think we're all tight as a group and everyone is, respects each other in that in that way. And there's other leaders on the park as well, you know, it's not just me. I'm the guy who gets to say I'm captain, but there's other boys that easily could be captains on that field with me as well so you know not all the weight's going to be on my shoulders this weekend. One or two big sculpts at 20s level does that mean you don't fear anyone you're confident that you can take on any team? I, I think you know we should always be confident we can take on any team you know not to the point where we're 
not looking at other teams and you know what they can bring and maybe threats that they have. But I don't think we should ever go into games doubting ourselves or worrying about who we're facing and who our opponents are. And I don't think, you know, as Welsh people, we're, we're like that. We're uh, very proud and very passionate people and I think we can take confidence in, in that this weekend as well. When you were injured last season, was there ever a point that you were worried about whether you'd get the full World Cup build-up or did you, you always know you'd be back? I think it's always tough with injuries and then they always seem to pile on each other and, you know, one comes after the next and, you know, you kind of think, oh, am I going to break this cycle of getting a, a good run of games showing that I'm good enough to be selected? But no, I'm, just, I'm grateful for the work. Obviously, people behind the scenes at the Ospreys put in with me... Um, to get me back fit and uh, yeah, here we are, I guess, ready to to go into the weekend. And they won last week and the squad hasn't been announced. Do you feel under a little bit of pressure? It's pretty much an all-change side this week. Um, no, I, I don't think there's any, you know, kind of pressure around it or, you know, anything like that. The boys played unbelievably last week. Game plan's going to be relatively the same this week. It's, it's about fronting up. It's about matching them physically up front and, you know, we know they... They like to kick a lot and, and see what kind of territory gains they can get and whether they can play an hour half. And I think it's about matching that around the field and matching them physically and then you know the rest will, will speak for itself. What did the family say, David, when you said, told them you were captain of Wales? Well, my mother and sister are in Magaluf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I didn't get a reply from them for a bit because they were out clubbing. But uh, um, no, obviously they, they're made up. They've obviously put a lot of effort in for me as well, you know, driving at 6am to get you to under 18s training or under 16s training and you know they're the people who've put the time into me obviously along with coaches but from a young age they taught me how to to be who I am I guess so yeah they're obviously made up and I'm sure they'll be excited going up on the bus on the weekend as well. What's your captaincy style? I think it's, it changes sometimes varied on who you're on the field with you know there's boys that don't need to be told anything you know they've got the experience they know what they're doing maybe some boys like a pat on the back if they've done something well or you know an arm around them if they've messed up some boys need to be shouted at if they messed up because that's what kicks them into the next gear so I think your style is all about who, knowing your team and knowing who you've got around you and, and being able to cater to how they're going to react to things you know you can't be one-dimensional I suppose these days and shout at everyone because some boys will react poorly to that and you might not get the best out of them so uh, obviously I think it's important to try and lead from the front lead by example as, as Jack did last weekend and, and hopefully if I can do anything as well as he has then I'll be I'll be on to a winner You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast So a couple of nice stories from last weekend. Firstly, the two Cardiff props, Corey Domachowski and Kieran Azarati, both from the Ronda they've played together since they were kids. So which of them had more support last Saturday? Corey Domachowski to start. I think between the both of us is a full Ronda there, I think. Um, <laughs> now nah, look, it was a surreal moment. Obviously, something we both have dreamt of. And to be able to put on the reality was, was special, especially to have a family and friends here as well. So yeah, it was a big day. Yeah. yeah, same goes as Corey. Such a surreal moment walking down that tunnel and coming through the big crowd of people. You're like, well, this is, this is it now. It's time to go. So it's a feeling you never feel unless you have a little one. So it's just unbelievable. 
Was it nice that for the two of you that you were doing it together, given the history you've got? Yeah, of course. I, we've played together now since we were about 12 years old, so we've been together a while now, and it's, it's nice to do it with him, really, and it's probably unbelievable. That's the first time he's been nice about me, like this. <laughs> 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 if I go back a few months, all the doom and gloom, especially around Cardiff Rugby and all the finance, and the two of you didn't seem first choices there at the time. Was there a moment last season where you were worrying that this would never happen? Maybe even professional rugby wasn't for you, Corey? So. Um, obviously, yeah, it was a tough period for everyone, not just ourselves. Look, obviously, I've always believed in my, my own ability and believed I could get here. Obviously, I doubted it towards probably middle of the season when none of us had a job. But I don't know, I kind of put things into perspective. Obviously, we've got a young family we need to provide for and kind of give us both a kick up the backside, really, and said, look, if, if we're going to do it, we've got to do it now. So, yeah, it was a, it was a big thing in our career and um, I think it was a big part of why we're here today. Kieran, was there a moment that you doubted it? Yeah, yeah, it was um, a bit of a scary time, really, because I didn't really know what I had if I didn't have rugby. Bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, but it was nice just to get a run of games, to be honest. Daddy put his faith in me. Got a run of games, and thankfully, we're here now, so best couple of months I've had personally in rugby. So. And if I look at two people whose life was changed by one game, I'd probably say it was you two in the sale game. Kieran? Yeah, it was good. That was probably the game that probably set us up for this. Sale was known for the scrum, big pack, and we done well. So that's probably the game why we're here, really. Yeah, obviously a massive, massive game for both of us. It's probably highlighted to the outside that game, but we do it most weeks and we just need to get a run of games to get, to get going and... Like we got a good connection with each other. We, like I said, we played together since we were 11, 12 years of age. Obviously, I didn't start off playing prop, but when we did end up playing together, we've played a lot of rugby together, so we know both, we both work. So when we get a run of games together, we, we start to perform. And look at Saturday, Kieran. It started off, the referee didn't seem to like you very much, but you seemed to work your way into it. Just describe that process. No, it was, it was a messy old uh, scrum against Genge. Um, look, he's a seasoned pro now, isn't he? Um, he's been around the block. But it was good to go against him, really. Yeah, it was a tough start, but then I found my feet towards the back end of the first half, going into the second half. Yeah, we just just got on top as we were just coming off, so... And Corey, it might be an old story, but I've not heard you talk about it. Well, just can you tell the family background, your <laughs> grandfather, how come you're, you're here and <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew this was coming up. I had, um, obviously, Cardiff Media asked me to do a piece on my history and my background of the family. Uh, didn't really know too much about it personally um, so I went back home spoke to my grandfather he didn't really open up to me much and I thought there was something something going on so I asked my nan who was obviously married to him and she knew a lot more well was happy to speak about it a lot more than he was and kind of opened out and it was news to me at the time as well so it was a bit crazy don't really sound it's, it's, it sounds so bizarre really that doesn't even sound true but that's obviously what I've been told yeah, so it's, it's a mad story, really, isn't it? Yeah, and just explain what the story was. Yeah, well, obviously, he was in Auschwitz and he managed to escape. Come to, obviously, pretend, I think it was, they said it, he um, he come to work. Um, and then he was in the mine. And that's where I'm here. <laughs> yeah, just mad story. I guess he escaped, escaped from Auschwitz, then maybe things not going too well and the rugby field's put in perspective a bit. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's crazy. I, like I said, it's, it's one of them topics really that I have said to Cardiff that I probably don't really want to talk about it too much because 
this is just information I've been told, so I don't want to tell someone more information if I don't if I don't really know it. So yeah, I can't give too much on that. Kira, just you put out very poignant tweet afterwards, just about Grandpa, and we were just explaining that and how much you meant to. Yeah, um, it was a time we got stuck in South Africa. I was on a call with my grandfather while he was uh, passing away, and I was stuck. And um, I just said, look, Grandpa, I'm basically going to play for Wales for you. And that was the last thing I said to him. <coughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say. Two powerful stories to finish there. It was also a big day for Lee Halfpenny, of course, his 100th cap, with his whole family there to celebrate. Pretty emotional and uh, pretty special day. Yeah, for myself, my family, and yeah, it wouldn't have been possible without so many people. There's too many to thank, but uh, it wouldn't have been possible without so many people who supported me throughout my career. Really grateful uh, to have had the, the, the opportunity, and yeah, just like I could never have dreamt of it, to, to be honest. To get one cap for Wales was a dream come true, and it was just. Yeah, surreal hasn't really sunk in, if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was an incredibly special week. And a huge thanks to all the, the players and the staff, management, who made the week um, so incredibly special. Especially with uh, so many new caps as well, which was incredibly special for them and a proud day for, for them. And to top it off with a win was uh, really special. You must have felt like the old man in there, didn't you, with all those new caps around you and you're there with your hundred? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great to see so many you know, younger guys coming through into the squad and coming into the environment and they've been fantastic coming in, you know, they've been a breath of fresh air and it's a really good feel amongst the boys and incredibly special for, for the new caps today. A lot of competition in, in the squad which is which is great for us going forward as well. You must have your eye on a fourth World Cup. It was a long time ago since you played the first, but to play in four, I mean that's amazing the longevity and how you've looked after yourself. What what have What's been sort of the secret? There's certainly been ups and downs along the way with injuries. There's certainly been some some real tough moments, and yeah, times you weren't too sure whether you're going to make it back on the on the field. Um, you know, let alone you know play for Wales uh, again, and just such a, a, a proud day. And it wouldn't have been possible without so many people, all the coaches that helped me in my career. I'm thanks to Gats for giving me holding my first cap and awarding me my hundredth. Coaches, like I said, they've helped me, you know, the players and teammates, um, medical staff uh, that have helped me come back from injury, and my friends and uh, my parents and uh, my fiance Jess and two girls. They've been my 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 rock to be honest. So <coughs> throughout it all, kept me going and uh, yeah, just incredibly grateful today uh, for uh, to everyone that's helped me. Would love to carry on, carry on playing, and never know when you play your last game and it's not certainly have ambitions to keep going keep playing and yeah obviously you know like real special day yeah, yeah obviously we'd, we'd love to be on, on that, uh, that plane to, to France but you know there's like I said there's huge competition there's so much quality across the squad and, and in the back three you know and where we picked we'll, we'll do uh, so what was your song to celebrate? so it was um, uh, Silver Dollar it's a song where we sang in Ingersheim Rugby Club so as a kid, kind of coming through and listening to the first team boys singing it, and you kind of learn it throughout the time. And yeah, it's a favourite amongst um, you know my, my friends and, and and the rugby club. Finally, the Welsh rugby writers presented their awards for Players of the Year last season at the opening training session at the Principality Stadium, attended by just under ten thousand fans. It was pretty noisy. 
as we heard from Cecilia Tupolotto and Jack Morgan. Yeah, definitely. Nice one, Ralph. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty chuffed with it. Some of the, you know, goods, the greats, the Welsh rugby, Sir Gareth Edwards, Alan Wynne Jones, Lee Arp, Benny Tulupi, Falatara won it down the award. So you're joining an illustrious club. Yeah, uh, no, great. Like I said, it's, it's an honour, you know, that's a great pool of players and past players who, who've won the award. So, yeah, it, it means a lot, lot to have it. And a good season for you. I mean, obviously, you know, you got back in the, the side squad, a couple of four tries, two games, you know, involved in the Six Nations. So it's a season to kick on for this one. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, hopefully we'll kick on this season with uh, with everything that's that, that's coming up. And yeah, I've enjoyed the season. It's, it's been it's been a good year. This year's been a good one for me, especially in the rugby scene. I've just transitioned to be a tire pop. So yeah, it's been a good one. It's been less than a year since you've made your debut. So much has happened. Yeah, a lot's happened, but I'm grateful for everything that's happened so far. And you've got a big uh, tournament going on in the XV now in uh, October in New Zealand. Are you looking forward to that? The best six sides in the world going out against each other? Yeah, it'll be good. Um, we're going up against the best teams in the world, so it's a, it's a good one for us, so that we know where we stand and that we can improve from what we need to improve. After a long season, you managed to get away, have a bit of a break this is in Tonga. Is that a good, uh, yeah. good trip? Yeah, I loved going back home. I nearly didn't come back, but I <laughs> know uh, it was a good one. It's good to be in Tonga for a week or so and then come back and get ready to work again. And the, wo- and the uh, hard work starts next week. Yeah, the hard work does. And there is indeed much more to come. That's it for this week. We'll look back on England and forward to South Africa next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. And until then, goodbye.